Hello and welcome to the Pelcast podcast with myself, David Carabini. Support for this week's Pelcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer for you, 20% off, and free worldwide shipping when you use the code PELCAST20. That's PELCAST20. P-E-I-L-C-A-S-T-2-0. Pelcast20 at manscaped.com. If my maths is correct, that's, oh, that's about 8 million balls, give or take. Have you ever had a nick downstairs when you're having a nice groom? Not very good, is it? It hurts. Quite painful. For me personally, it's happened many times. But not anymore. Not since I invested in Manscaped. The Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and oh man, it's a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Box of Reefs, and a travel bag that holds your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and dare I say, the greatest ball trimmer ever. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their, their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight. You need this for a more precise shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess in the bathroom floor. You thought that was good? The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. Their Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner will change the way you approach your hygiene routine. Trust me when I say this, fellas. Your balls will thank you. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0. The Manscaped Boxers and the Travel... Shed travel bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. So go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code PELCAST20. That's PELCAST20. P-E-I-L-C-A-S-T-2-0. And trust me when I say this, your balls will thank you. Hello and welcome back to the Pelcast podcast with myself, David Carabini. I've returned after my hiatus last week. Uh, Jack McArdle is here as well and so is Bill Gain. And we're joined this week by somebody who's probably really well known in the Irish football community, uh, Philip from Forgotten Clubs. Philip, how are you? What's up, lads? Delighted to be on. Uh, so, Philip, yeah, like just, you know, Forgotten Clubs, I was just looking at it there. You've 3,221 Twitter followers. Um, you've covered 21 Irish clubs across or Republic and Northern Ireland. Um, like, how did you even come up with this kind of a brainchild kind of thing? You know, it's it's something that, for me personally, I'm really interested in is like the amount of clubs that have, that we've seen fall in the country over the last hundred years of football. Uh, so like, where where did it all start? Like, um, it actually it actually was an accident, like all good ideas. Um, I was getting back into writing. I used to years ago, uh, write for Extra Time. Uh, when I was nineteen and twenty and. I got, uh, I, I kind of gave it up because I was working, you know, yourselves. Um, I went into retail, never had time to do a bit of writing. I wanted to get back into it. So, about, what, 20, 27, 28, I, I decided I wanted to write again. 
got coach with the League of Ireland, uh, .ie. I think the, the website's still going, I'm not too sure. Uh, Gerard uh, was the man who was in charge there, and I was like, look, I have a few opinion pieces that I've been just writing at home and I've nowhere to read. I didn't really want to start my own. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't have confidence to start my own blog or anything like that. So I kind of just was like, can I, you know, use your blog uh, to kind of put my stuff out there just to see uh, what it was like. Um, so I did that, wrote a few opinion pieces, and then I came across, uh, I was looking up, obviously it's the League of Ireland page, and I actually originally wanted to start a thing called, um, I think it was something like Forever a Football Fan, and it was kind of uh, interview football, League of Ireland fans, so I suppose Bowles, Rovers, Pats, all that. Uh, and in the end, I came across, I think it was on Wikipedia, uh, all the clubs that had disappeared. Um, and I, I, I was amazed by the amount of them. Now, of course, I knew about Sporting Fingal, being a Sporting Fingal fan. Uh, I, I went to the first game uh, out in Longford. I followed them all over Ireland and stuff like that. Uh, for the three short years, uh, successful years, but three very short years, um, and it just it caught my imagination. All these, all these football clubs that, um, you know, had disappeared from Ireland. Uh, admittedly, I, I'm somebody that thought I knew a, a lot about my football, but this was kind of a whole new kind of uh, avenue, if you like. Uh, so I started delving into it, and my first club I think I done was Cork Hibs, and um, which just then opened the door to Cork Celtic. And then I found out that there was this big huge rivalry back in the, back in the, the I think it was the 70s, 60s, maybe even further back. Um, and it was just uh, Cork Celtic, Cork Hibs was kind of like the Bowles Rovers back in the day, uh, the south side, north side, divide of Cork. And uh, 20,000 people at these games, George Best playing for uh, Cork Celtic. Uh, so many other names as well, uh, Bobby Tamling. Uh, big big hero down there as well. He's Chelsea's second top goal scorer. He was obviously the first before Frank Lampard uh, dislodged him. Uh, like so, there's these huge names that are part of Irish football history that I'd never heard of. And as I said, I pride myself on knowing a lot about football. So if I hadn't heard of them, I'm assuming that loads of other people didn't. So I started writing and putting it into the League of Ireland, and he got back to me. Derek got back to me and said, "Look, people are calling this a bit of a series." So I was like, well, what, what should we call it? Like, And, uh, you know, it just forgotten clothes and then came up and it just kind of stuck. Um, then Wexford uh, FC started putting it in our match day programs and people sent messages and stuff like that saying they were, you know, they loved it. Uh, the Cork lads that I interviewed, uh, John Carroll, um, they, they all just, you know, they all just started giving me more information about other car clubs. Uh, there's 11 in total. Uh, if anybody's interested in that. Uh, and then it just kind of ballooned. I said, well, why don't I make my own blog? Uh, I'll call it Forgotten Clubs. Um, and then I kind of expanded and went worldwide. <laughs> uh, I got a team together, lads from Scotland, uh, Hungary, uh, USA, uh, Egypt, um, England, uh, Irish. Um, and it's just, I got a team together, they started writing and we just kind of expanded and we, you know, we kind of stopped about a year ago because of other other obligations um because i'm actually writing a for, forgotten clubs book uh, another lad jeff webb has actually written scotland's lost club uh, which is you know basically the same uh, idea of forgotten clubs except for scottish clubs uh, uh do read it if, if it's an unbelievable uh, read and um, then you have uh, another lad ross uh, who's also scottish he's writing a book 
So we all kind of had to go off and do our own projects. But uh, the lads did say that you know, Forgotten Tools was a was a kind of platform that they used to get their writing stuff. A bit like how I used uh, Jared with the League of Ireland um, um, blog uh, to kind of set myself up. And that's what I tried to use Forgotten Tools as well for now to help people kind of uh, get their own ideas and stuff like that and uh, start their own projects. But yeah, basically that's how it started. A uh, long-winded story, um, but uh, one that I'm delighted uh, that that happened. No, yeah, look, that's that's really interesting. Like it's as I say, like I'm I'm kind of like a, a big fan of the whole series itself. Like I actually came across it when you were only starting off. Um, I've always been a massive fan of like looking into it. And, I mean, look, there's no no hiding away from it. Like I'm a big critic of uh, the BFAI and how how they've allowed all these clubs to kind of be forgotten, if you want, for want of a better phrase. Um, you know, we just have. I mean, as I said, you cover 22 clubs. I have them all written down. I'm not going to name them all, but you look mm. at some of them, the likes of, you know, Spartan Fingal, as you say, uh, Dublin City was a, was a big one back in the early 2000s, Turles mm. Town, uh, Kildare County, I think, Kildare, Monaghan, Kilkenny would probably be the three big ones for me. That I mean, we could nearly see them back in the league if they had, if they got a bit of a backing. Yeah. And yeah, then that's for, that's me, for me as well, so sorry for cutting in there. Obviously, with Kildare County with Dundalk getting the promotion in there in 2008. Okay, yeah. still enough, but that one there, that's a big loss in Monaghan as well, which probably helped us in the long run, but it's awful to see them go back in the day as well. Yeah, absolutely. And then, sir, just the, the last point there was a, from Conrad FC, it was actually one of my many, many, many former clubs I played for when I was uh, when I was younger, when I was in my early early twenties, um, I would have played for Drumcondra. So, like to see that kind of stuff, like my dad's from Drumcondra, so I know the area fairly well. I went to school yeah, in Marino. Same, same myself, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, like I know the area fairly well. I know the club, like I would have. I know Clontarf Park fairly well, and you know, obviously Talca Park and things like that. So, for a club like Drumcondra as well, like it's such a massive well, attachment area to see a club oh. like that fall is horrible. Yeah, Bowes Bowes fans probably won't thank you for this, but they were. Uh, Contra Rovers are the original uh, real kind of Dublin derby. Uh, if you look back on it, uh, their yeah. games and a lot of Rovers, older Rovers fans will tell you that it, it, you know that was the big game. Uh, drug, drums, as they were called, uh, against Rovers was uh, was you know bigger than Rovers and Bowes even back then. Um, yeah, of course, because because drums were were that successful. They were also pioneers of a lot of things in the League of Ireland. They were the first ones to have floodlights. Uh, the first ones I think to have advertising boards, not 100 central on that one. Um, they were the first uh, to have a, a black player play for them. Uh, Ray Foley, I think his name was. Uh, again, don't uh, quote me on that one, but I think Ray Foley. Um, you know, so they were for, they were first ones to win in Europe. Um, on, on aggregate, uh, so they, they were a huge, huge club. Uh, obviously, they still have their skill boy and then for senior league. Um, I, I don't think they'll come back, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, I, I, I always look into that sort of stuff, but it, it would be great if, if all these 40, 41 clubs, I think it is now, uh, came back. It, you know, you just think about it, League of Ireland would be unreal. But I will say one thing, and uh, we're obviously going to move on to this topic, there would be an awful lot of Dublin clubs. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, did you want to come in there? Sorry, I thought it was your hand. Uh, yeah, just one thing. I suppose, exactly, I suppose, an awful lot of these forgotten clubs that I think we just hear recently the other day that the new League of Ireland Territory has postponed until 2024, is it? Um, it's originally meant to come in in 2023, but it'd be great, like, if you have, like, Clare, Monaghan, Kenny, 
and all coming back into the league system because again we've as I said it's 32 counties like we should really have at least one club per county really and if that was the case we, there we would be able to have a full a full league structure in the country where, where like England where you have your your three or four tiers and I think it would completely change the football landscape in the country but again there's team problems with that there's um lack of funding so we're a long way off that at the moment but in the long term that's what we should be going for I think. Yeah, to- totally. It's something that I've advocated. Uh, I always say uh, every county should have one club because people say, oh, there's no interest in the League of Ireland. But let's be honest, if you don't give somebody the product, why would they be interested? And so, just for example, uh, Mayo, County Mayo, why would anybody in County Mayo support League of Ireland if they don't have a club to support? They're not going to go to Sligo. Or some of them probably would go to Sligo and Galway at the moment. So they really love their League of Ireland. But in the main main frame, they're not going to. So they are going to just support Liverpool or Man United or whatever because it doesn't matter. They're going to have to travel in anyway uh, to support the football club and it's not going to be a local football club to them uh, in anyway. So this is why I, I think if you have more clubs in different counties, you will get more interest and you will get uh, more fans in the door. And plus, you, you know, you, you watch the GAA uh, they do. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, well, we shouldn't follow the GAA model but the GAA model is uh, you know, if you look at the All Ireland uh, final on on Sunday. Like they're getting eighty thousand people uh, to go to an All Ireland final, and the rest watching it all over. Like I, I watch it. I'm not even a GA fan. I watched it. Um. So it, it you know, I, I believe that we, sh- you know, people do say, ah, oh, well, you know, forget about the GA. But I think you know we, we should be following that. Um. But an awful lot of it, as you said, Bill, is to do funding and stuff like that. I'm not naive to know that. You know, you need you need the money. Uh, to back it up unfortunately you know again I'd be an advocate maybe of amateur football at a top level um, but again that's a di- totally different kind of uh, uh, can of worms that I'd be opening there but um, yeah it, it, it's something that um, is, is close to my heart as uh, you probably already know uh, to get to get a, a football team in every county yeah I've, I've looked, absolutely I mean you look at like um, you were mentioning about Mayo, like there's also Ross Common, Cavan. Mm. Um, you know, I know we, we mentioned Perlis Town earlier on, but Tipperary don't have a club either. Ross Common, Clare, um, you know, all these different Carlo as well just don't have clubs that, that are there for people to go to and support. Like, and I think you're right with to a certain extent with the GAA model of you know the 32 counties, but at the same time, you have to remember that there is a, a good few clubs in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And there's two in Cork. We used to have three in Galway, you know, that kind of way. I think it's it's something that you could look at. And obviously with the, the whole Kerry FC thing coming on next year is something that we can really look at and think, you know, this could be the start of something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you mentioned, that a lot of Dublin clubs. For me, actually, personally, just before we move on to the main topic of this episode was um, I don't think there's too many Dublin clubs. I just don't think there's enough clubs from everywhere else in the country. Because if you look at any like any major league in the world, most of the clubs in that in those leagues are from the capital or from a certain city. Mm. Um, like how many London clubs are, are in the Premier League or how many Madrid clubs are in La Liga, how many, you know, clubs in and around the, the Glasgow, Edinburgh area in Scotland. So like it's more along the lines of we need more clubs rather than we need less Dublin clubs, in my opinion. Um, like that's just for me anyway but um, we'll move on anyway talking about the, the Dublin clubs uh, you were actually involved in a very 
uh, public Dublin-based club that was looking to, to join the league back in 2020-21. Um, Irish CFC, I'm sure a lot of the, the people listening will, will have heard about the whole, I'm not going to call it a fiasco, but the situation. Um, the club was originally, the official statement to say that they were going to apply for the League of Ireland was the 10th of December 2020. And they were just edged out by Treaty United from Limerick. Um, can you just shed a bit of light on that for people? Because obviously that, that was, um, it was huge news like that like this big American consortium was coming in. Um, I, I know Dennis is the, the guy's name. He, he's, um, he, he did an interview with, with Keith from Irish Footy Vlogs. And um, like it, it, it just seemed to be just an absolute mess from the start, to be honest, from, my, from, from what I've seen. Like, would you shed a bit of light on the whole situation overall? Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose I'll start from the start. I was uh, I was at home and um, I got a I got a WhatsApp message uh, from Dennis, um, and it was like, "Hi, I'm Dennis." Uh, introduced himself, telling me telling me about who he was and stuff like that. And at first, I kind of thought it was a bit of a, I thought it was somebody taking taking the Mickey. Uh, how do you mean, to be honest? I text my mates, going, "Lad, what's the story here?" Like. But he explained that he had got my number actually off the Forgotten Club's uh, blog site. Um, he read the story about Spartan Fingal, um, and he was interested in that area uh, of Dublin. Now, Dennis is from, um, he's American, but he also has Irish roots. His mother is from Cork. So that's, I don't think that part was highlighted enough in this whole story because a lot of people thought he was just coming to Ireland because randomly he did have roots here in ireland so that that was his connection to ireland now admittedly he didn't have a lot of information about irish football so that's kind of why he was happening to to me so that's why he contacted me and so once i I kind of realized that that he was you know a genuine person and we 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 shared phone calls and stuff like that and and he asked me more about the the area i was in where spot and finger was why it failed uh, you know, what's it like now? You know, is it a football loving area? Um, if he was to try to get a, a League of Ireland team, would it be successful? Um, I gave my experience with Spartan Fingal, and basically, Spartan Fingal, as you all know, uh, collapsed because they were just run by one person, uh, Mr. Gannon. Um, and when the, when the, the, the recession hit, uh, him and he had to, you know, withdraw his funds and stuff like that. The Fingal Council wouldn't put money into it, so basically that's why it folded. And uh, so I told Dennis, I said, look, if you want to start a football club here, you know, the, the towns are here, the, the population is here, um, you know, it, it's it's all set. You know, it can be done if it's done properly. But you know, if you're coming in here and you're thinking, oh, we're going to pump money into this and it's going to be a success overnight it's not going to work and I, personally I didn't want to be part of it if it was just a kind of we run in we sign all the best League of Ireland players it's one thing all the other basically um, you know pump a lot of money into it become a franchise and then you know try to get a lot of success because it doesn't work in League of Ireland uh, not even only Spartan Fingal my, my experience of researching other clubs uh, who are trying to run before they can walk so I said to him I said look unless this is a long term plan I mean we you mightn't get success in League of Ireland for 10 years, you know, it could be five, 10 years before you, you get any type of success. But he reassured me that this was a long-term plan, that he basically just wanted to bring football to this area. Uh, he wanted to create a kind of a, 
um, a community-based football club um, to be proud of and, and make League of Ireland, uh, you know, stand up and take notice of this area. Uh, I gave them the history of the area. I'm from Swords. I've always been from Swords my whole life, uh, 32 years, um, 30 of the at the time. Uh, so I know, I know this area, and I know this area loves its football. Uh, has loads of you know underage football. I'm from an estate here, uh, River Valley. River Valley Rangers have been going uh, for years. Like it's, it's huge population. Uh, like when I was here, there was nothing here basically 30 years ago. Now it has everything. I, I don't need to leave Swords. Uh, I don't need to go to Dublin City. I don't, you know, everything is here. There's a population in Swords itself, the Swords town of 50,000. And then you have all the commuter uh, bell towns, uh, Malahide, Rush, Balbriggan, Lusk, um, Skerries, uh, all, all of that. So you have all them sort of little towns um, that you can, that no league warning club is near. Now, this is this is the thing you want to ask me. Is there, is there you know, another football club around? Shells is the closest club to Swords. Uh, arguably, you could say maybe Bowes if you go a certain way around, but Shells and Bowes. But on a Friday night, if you're trying to get to Shells and Bowes from Swords, you know, okay, if you're driving, it might take you half an hour depending on the traffic. But if you're trying to get a bus there uh, from, you know, on a Friday, it, it can take up to an hour. Uh, and most people would want to take a bus, especially if you're, you know, a young lad or whatever, you want to go for a few points and stuff, you know, taking the whole Friday night. Uh, thing so you know it is it is a bit of an effort and, and I think that's what does put off a lot of um, people from Swords and, and these other towns around here uh, is basically the effort of trying to go out you know if you finish a long day of work last thing you're thinking is oh I'm jumping on a bus and going to watch a, a League of Ireland game um, so, so basically that's, that's where it all kind of uh, started off um, it then kind of started getting a bit serious when you mentioned OCFC. That's not the name of the football club. That's that was the name of the holding company that Dennis had to register here in Ireland um, to, to start a football club. So I suppose the business aspect I wouldn't wouldn't have had known an awful lot about, but he did obviously let me know because I was getting a lot of questions about the OFC thing. I was getting a lot of you know a lot of slaggings about it. I could, I could see it all, and I, I kind of asked him, I was like, what what's going on here? We can't call the club OCFC. And he said, no, no, that's just the, that's just the uh, holding company uh, that was based down in Cork. Um, the, the name Dublin County, I actually came up with myself uh, because, again, he wanted to call it Dublin United. Uh, but there was an actual Dublin United that played in League of Ireland uh, years ago. Uh, and they were from Donnybrook. Uh, they're one of the forgotten clubs. I haven't written about them yet, but uh, they, I'm aware of them. They were from Donnybrook, so... I told him, look, no, that, that, that won't work, bring, it, bring that back. He also was a bit naive in thinking that Dublin, everybody loves each other in Dublin. Uh, and I had to explain to him, there is separate areas of Dublin that wouldn't get on. So it's not exactly Dublin United. Um, you know, I was explaining Bowles Rovers, uh, you know, Shells. You know, there's already different packs. There's already Dublin clubs and they all don't get along. Uh, I also... I had to explain to him, and I suppose this is the part that kind of got confusing over uh, on social media and where kind of mo a lot of, not arguments, but debates arose, is that Swords is, is obviously Dublin. It, it is part of Dublin. We all know that I'm from Dublin, but it's, it's, it's not real Dublin. And to, to kind of explain this, people from Swords will be able to tell you that. 
Um, when I was growing up, I used to play for St. Kevin's Boys, for example. Uh, and when I met up with the, the lads out there, they used to call me a Kulski. And uh, they used to slag me for, for being from Swords and, and uh, you're not a real dove and all, you don't have a postcode, all, all this kind of stuff. And that happened to a lot of people from Swords and from, you know, Balbrig and Lusk. I, I know this because all my friends are from here. You know, I grew up with it. So there's this kind of mentality from, from people who grew up in Swords is that we, we are dubs, but we're, we're not really, we're kind of outsiders. Like, I mean, 15 minutes down the road is Ashburn, which is actually County Mead, um, Rathog County Mead. Like, one of my best mates is from a summer hill, and he used to always call me a, a culture and stuff, and he couldn't even believe, like, Swords had, like, shopping centres and stuff. He just thought it was just a lot of fields. Like. So there is that mentality that I kind of went into it as well, that I wanted a football club out here uh, to represent this area. Because we are built up now, we're not we're not a, a small town anymore. Swords is a huge, huge place now, uh, and it, it, I only know that because I grew up in it. So it's kind of hard to explain to people when they kind of go, "Oh, another Dublin club or whatever." It's it we're not for so long we weren't dubs, and now because we're huge and we have the pavilions and, and this, oh, we're suddenly now part of Dublin. Uh, you know, I, when people ask me where I'm from, I don't say I'm from Dublin. I say I'm from Swords before it. Now, I can't speak for everybody from Swords, but I know a lot of people would say that. Um, so that's where the county came in. I, I put the Dublin County, I put the county uh, in the name because I wanted to make it, you know, a little bit of part of, of the whole whole kind of experience. So uh, I had to explain all that to Dennis. He understood it. But trying to explain it to, you know, hundreds of people having a go at you on social media is, uh, is, is quite hard. Um, there was no, there's no animal, like I don't, Hate Dublin or anything like that. And um, I support Pats. I go follow. I, I go watch Pats games. I go to Shells games. Uh, I was actually at Bowes Rotter there a few weeks ago with my mate. So I go to other other Dublin clubs and I'm mates all over Dublin and stuff like that. But you know, it's it's that's that's where the kind of the the kind of um sort of arguments uh, arose when people start saying it's another Dublin club. And I tried to explain to them, no, this is this is our club. We're from Swords. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, no. Yeah, go ahead, Jackie. Just curious. Whenever you're talking to Dennis, obviously your plan that would be the club, I'd imagine, straight in the first place. Was there any like plan set, like a five-year plan, or was there anything like set that far ahead, or was it just baby steps? No, there was there was a five-year plan. So I actually sent uh, Dennis a proposal um, myself. And uh, now I was uh, originally I was only going to be a social media. Um, manager so I, at the time when it was all kicking off I was I was getting journalists um, over contacting me and stuff like that and um, asking me about this because they didn't really take it seriously people weren't taking it seriously until I think one or two journalists broke the actual story and then people started taking it seriously so what Dennis told me to do was kind of leak it out to well-known people in the in the Irish media because he, he knew that I knew a few people so people from extra time and stuff like that but they didn't, uh, they, they wouldn't, people wouldn't take it seriously. I think um, uh, the League of Ireland group chat, which I, I'm not involved in whatsoever because of all of this, uh, and uh, young uh, Lewis there, I tried to give him the kind of scoop before everybody else. But um, he, he, as you know, he didn't, he didn't agree with the whole thing. Um, and, and th- th- there was a plan behind it. So there was a, there was a five-year, kind of 10-year plan. The plan was we were going to get localised 
Okay, so the best way to explain this is, is you know, the Electro Bilbao uh, way, you know, the way they only play players from uh, their area or the Basque region? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that was the plan, was we were only going to play uh, players or, or have players um, mostly from either Swords or the Fingal, Fingal County region. Um, with, with, with an exception, maybe one or two that, you know, would come in just to give experience and stuff like that. But we were going to do that. We were going to have youth teams, um, so under 19 level. And there was also plans to have a women's, uh, we were going to have a women's youth team to start off with, to see how that went off. And then obviously look at the Women's National League and stuff like that. Um, but there was, that was, that was the general plan because I told Dennis, if this was going to work, you need to have the community on board. You cannot just come in here with a franchise and stuff like that because uh, people won't connect with it. So, you know, there, there's certain things we were going to go out. If there was any high-profile player, and there is high-profile players from Stars playing in the League of Ireland at the moment, I won't mention any. Uh, you can probably guess uh, yourself that we were going to contact that I know personally that I was going to try contact and see if they'd be on board um, and, and get them involved. But, as I said, I wasn't involved in the actual player part. That would have been down to Dennis and his uh, consortium, and he had coaches lined up for that. All I would have done was, yeah, he's from Swords. I wouldn't have said, oh, he's a great player. I would have just said, yeah, I think he's from Swords. You know, if you get him in, that'll do great for, you know, our image, if you like. Um, and so that, that's basically what I did. I just advised on what would be the best way to kind of get the fans. Um, I went from social media. Uh, to I was going to be the supporter liaison officer so basically yeah. I would be in demand that would have been connected with like fan bases so my plan was to set up fan bases in town so Swords would be in, obviously the main one because it's most populated but I would have tried to have you know a Dublin County fan base in Malahide, Port Marnock um, Scaries, Balbrig and Lusk you know set them up if you start off you know 10-15 fans uh, get them on board, have a fan group there, fan group there, get them to add people, you know, you have 30, 40, 50, and then you build it up. It, it takes years. It's, it's not going to be built, uh, like, you know, in a season. I said that to Dennis, I go, you could, we could only have 100, 200 fans here uh, to start off, but give me the time uh, to, to try build a rapport with these fans. But as I said, you needed local players. So what I would I suggested, we need players. So have a player from Balbriggan, have a player from Scaries, have a player from Malahide, uh, you know, the best players from there, obviously have the best players from Swords and stuff like that, um, the best players from Fingal. Uh, you have them players, I mean, you're connected with the community already. Um, and again, undertaker from experience from forgotten clubs, uh, a lot of clubs failed because they didn't do that. So an example is Kilkenny. Uh, I was told by many people who follow Kilkenny, the reason why they didn't go or they didn't get the fans was because they brought all their players in from Dublin. I mean, that's not going to work. Like, uh, that would work if like, they're the best players uh, in the world and they're continuously winning. But they weren't. Kilkenny, you know, I think one season went, a whole season only win one game and they had just double lads. Um, that, that, you know, you'll teach the fans that the fans can say, oh yeah, Johnny from down the road or whatever and, and stuff like that. But, that's why they failed, because uh, they're the same. Um, they didn't have Kildare-born players. Um, I think Philly Hughes is the only one, really. Look at Philly Hughes. There's an example. Uh, Kildare man, um, you know, absolute hero uh, for Kildare, because he's one of their own. You need to have one of your own 
uh, or many of your own playing in the club to get that connection with the fans and the fans will come. Um, but if you have a lot of Americans or a lot of lads like from abroad or whatever coming in, nobody cares, especially the League of Ireland. Well, sure, you might as well support Liverpool or United in that case because you're just following lads that are, you know, decent at football, uh, which is okay. That I mean, look, people, that's, some people like doing that and that's, that's fine. But if you're going to start a football club in League of Ireland, you need to make it localised. You need to make it about the community. Um, you can see that in clubs right now, like Pats, Bowes, uh, Rovers, Shelves, um, I mean, Cove, Finn Hearts. They're all community-based clubs, um, and, and they're all still about. And, uh, and that's the reason why they're still about. Uh, but if you look at the clubs that have vanished in their 41 list, uh, you will see that where they went wrong, basically. <laughs> Yeah. Is that they didn't dare get the fans in from the community or get the community on side. Yeah, no, like that's it, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned like all oh, that is actually I'm I'm from Scaries myself and uh, I'm a Drotter fan. So I used to mm-hmm. always get stick from all my mates from Scaries. They were like, Oh, you're from Dublin, but you support Trotter, like you're not support a Dublin club. But mm-hmm. the, the thing about it is between Dublin and Drotter is like it, we used to get a twenty five minute train up the road, whereas to get to Talca or to get the daily mount that was an hour and a half on a 33 yeah. down down through swords like so I know exactly yeah. what you mean like it it is like on a Friday night as well like and you know, I had the I, I was going between my mas and my dad's my ma lived in Kulak and my dad's from from Scary so I was out here I was like lived in Scary so from Drumcondra so I had the, the decision to make between do I stay in my mas on a Friday and go to Bows or do I stay in my dad's and go to Drotta and the lads from Scaries were all going to Drotter as well, so we just went, and that was why we started going to games. And I've I've been supporting for the last fifteen years, like so. Um, like that's you're dead right. Like I think the the biggest failure with Fing, with Spartan Fingal was the fact that they you know they weren't even based in Fingal. No, and that was that was a problem. Like Santry Stadium, right? Yeah, right. It's a lovely ground and all this, and the running track killed it for me. But like you are seeing people from Scaries getting on a thirty three. Uh, Fucking, you know, half five to get to a, an eight o'clock kickoff on a Friday night. Like, and mm. you know, it just doesn't work that way. Like, all right, yeah, the Swiss Cottage would have been would have been hopping on a match day when shells or bows were in town. But you know, for the likes of you know Finn Harps or Dundalk or you know Sligo Galway, anyone coming down, nobody wanted to go to Martin Stadium and stand at the other end of a running track and watch the team play. Like. It, the ground was never going to work for a League of Ireland ground because they needed the atmosphere. Like, if you want to keep people going to games, and we had this discussion a couple of weeks ago where I mm-hmm. went off and went about the, the lack of flares again. Um, like, you need an atmosphere at games, and there's just no atmosphere in, in Martin Stadium because of the running track, because it's an open ground. There's only one stand that has a roof, and you're just not creating the same buzz that you would at another ground. And, it, like, you're dead right. Like, with the issue with, you know, Sporting Fingal was they didn't resonate with with Fingal. They were a Dublin-based club that just had the name of Fingal. It's like MK Dons, you know, pretty much where it's like, oh yeah, well we're we're Wimbledon, but we're not in Wimbledon. So like that, I felt as though that like, at the time now I in in my school, like I went to went to school in Marino, and there was a lot of lads that would have been you know, um, shells, bows, and Sporting Fingal. A couple of Rovers fans, a couple of Pats fans, and then me as a Drotter fan. But it was like that was the only crack that you got was slagging Spartan Fingal for 
not having enough fans and things like that. And, you know, that was because people weren't there traveling down to, it was like going to an away game for a home game nearly because the lads were traveling yeah. for so long, you know. Uh, Jack, you want to come in there? Yeah, I'm just, just interested now in the whole uh, Dublin County FC. Um, I'm just seeing here, just reading there, so then apparently they're planning to form a link with Cherry Orchard. Um, just want to know more about that. And also the fact of, I remember, I remember actually getting leaked, the players getting signed, and I was loads of Ukrainian lads. I'm not saying the whatever plan was about getting lads in from Fingal and nearby places, but what's the story with that? Um, the Cherry Orchard thing was, was correct. Um, we we were we were uh, linked up with them. Um, I was only told about that uh, after it was it was kind of signed up and stuff like that. I explained to, uh, see, as I said, I wasn't in charge of any plan, uh, yeah. kind of thing or anything like that. No, I had nothing to do with that. I could only advise on that. Now I did advise to Dennis, um, Terry Arthur, obviously South South Dublin Body Farm, it's miles away from us. However, there are a lot of people from Swords, uh, a lot of uh, young lads from Swords, from, you know, New York Towns that I mentioned, uh, Lusk, Scaries, whatever, anybody decent usually leaves Swords. So, so, for example, again, River Valley Rangers here in my local side, uh, Swords, Celtic and all. If you're decent, you usually do go play for, say, Cherry Orchard, Home Farm, St. Kevin's and stuff like that. So, in that regard, you know, we could there could have been players from the Fingal area that were playing in Cherry Orchard, we all know Cherry Orchard are one of the top schoolboy uh, sides in the country. So you know it, that was a good idea. Um, but I did say to him, you know, we still need to keep that that kind of uh, I suppose I'm about to say seed mentality, but it's not really that. It's kind of like that community. There's no point in grabbing a lad from Bally Farm, a young lad from Bally Farm, um, and playing him here in for Dublin County. Because uh, nobody here cares. If anything, people would be like, oh, I don't want to support uh, a club that's taken in, you know, outsiders and stuff like that. It's just the way it is. Um, yeah. it, it, so that, that, that Cherry Orchard thing was true. That, that, that was actually signed. Um, but I had, I had said to him, we should get in contact with, uh, you know, I always link to River Valley Rangers with Malahide United. Um, now, I know Malahide United, I think, are linked up with, I suppose I think I went to for a while, I think, as well. Think yeah, yeah, so they, they, they are linked up. I hadn't gotten, we hadn't gotten that far uh, in the, the playing department. Um, but that, that would have been my, that would have been in my plans as well to link up with the local schoolboy clubs around here. Um, what was the other question? I didn't catch the other like, question. Was there, not, was there not something on the website about the players and there was loads of Ukrainian lads and okay. foreign lads like from like lower tiers in your countries being right. on the website is signed down and registered? Yeah, so that website was was put up within a day. Um, that was an FAI. You have to have a, a website for your football club. It's like yeah. a condition when we, so we had to fill out like Dennis. Now, when I say we, I only fill out two or three, but Dennis had to fill out. I think it was a ninety-two page document or something like that, and he showed me most of them. Um, when you're applying for a legal, it's an ex- extremely stressful and uh, long-winded uh, process. Um, and one of the things, and a few of them are bizarre, um, but one of the things is your football club has to have a website. So Dennis threw that website up without any knowledge of anything. I think there's loads of mad stuff on it. I remember being some people were linking me to it, and I was like, look, that's we just have to have it up. It doesn't matter what's on it. And uh, so I'm aware of what you're talking about. 
Um, Dennis has Ukrainian links and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it was just put up. So there was loads of mad stuff that was put on that Dennis just put up. He wasn't aware that, you know, he was going to get sort of backlash that everybody was going to start reading this website and, uh, you know, going mad. Um, but once I saw it, I said, Dennis, you need to do something. So he took a lot of it down, but he had to keep the link up um, because it is a condition for the FEI. Um, when you're joining or when you're applying, that you need to have uh, a football website. Basically, that's all it was. So anything on that, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't believe or anything like that. No, the, yeah. the, the Ukraine thing is, was was never a go. As far as I know, it was never a go. Looks mad, alright. Any of this wondering here? Yeah. Yeah, like it's again, like you know, we were, you mentioned the League of Ireland group chat, the whole thing with with Lewis and things like that. Like I'd know Lewis just from going to games. And uh, like I know, he he wasn't happy about the the Irish CFC thing. Like, and he did take the piss a lot. Like, and I, I felt as though, like, I, I hopped in on the bandwagon the odd time just for just for a laugh and things like that. But I was never like, I'm of the opinion that the more clubs we have in the country, the better. It doesn't matter if it's you know ten Dublin teams. As long as there's more teams in the league, we're going to see an improvement in my opinion. And like, it'll dilute the talent for a while. But I, like. When I remember, I remember it was used in treaty. That was the debate: was who do you let in? And I said, let them both in. Yeah, in order well, because I think for France involved as well. Yeah, it was, actually, no, it actually wasn't uh, between us and treaty. Um, Dennis was on uh, Zoom meetings with treaty uh, and the FEI. So there's these workshops that you have to do and stuff like that. Um, so he was talking to treaty. It was, it, it wasn't. It was going to be Shamrock Rovers uh, two. We're going to come back in. Uh, uh, with with us and three, um, just just to, uh, the, to, just to, I don't want to uh, get sidetracked, but with Lewis, um, I was very good. Uh, you know, uh, I I never actually met him, but I used to talk a lot to Lewis and and help uh, Lewis. He only young lad, like, um, and great job, great job promoting the League of Ireland. I always said that to him. Uh, that group chat and stuff like that. He, was, he used to always tell me when he, was, he used to get a lot of stick off other other people and other fans and stuff. And I used to tell him, look, don't don't mind that. Just just ignore them. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, you're doing a great job. Like you're you're only a young lad. Uh, I think 18 at the time. Um, and you know, it, it it was kind of bizarre. And to be honest, I was a little disappointed in the way he went on about it. Um. I don't. I still don't fully understand why he was so against it. Uh, or look, I can understand taking the taking the piss out of it. That that's fine. Uh, a lot of people did that, but he took it to a new level. Um, like it got to a stage where I don't think he realised the influence he had on that League of Ireland uh, group chat because when he done it, uh, other people followed suit, and that's when it kind of went over the line because I was getting uh, you know an awful lot of stick. Privately as well, um, which you know, look, I'm I'm a big boy. I, I can take it. I knew that there was going to be a little bit of stick and and debate, and I'm all up for a football debate. But there was a lot of personal things that happened. Like for example, I was getting messages on my personal Facebook, um, people messaging me mad things. Uh, somebody made a fake Twitter account of me. Um, they got my picture up there and they started chatting to people, and people actually thought it was me. Uh, so it was all this bizarre stuff was kind of happen. Uh, while, while all I was trying to do was set a football club up uh, for my area and kind of represent it. So 
in regards to that, I don't, I don't, I don't have any hard feelings with Lewis now. I, I blocked him. I, I, he blocked me. We, we don't talk to each other. Uh, I just took a break from that League of Ireland uh, page altogether. Um, but uh, I, I couldn't tell you what he's actually up there or anything like that. I haven't seen anything um, from him. Uh, so I hope he is doing well. Um, and I hope he is still doing the, the good job that he started off with, uh, you know, promoting League of Ireland. But uh, some of the pokes and stuff are quite bizarre. He, 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 he got, we, we had Twitter exchanges uh, and DMs and stuff. And what kind of upset me was he started showing private messages uh, that me and him were sharing. But he was editing them and stuff like that make it out like I was attacking them and stuff. Now, I mean, I could, I did go back at him with one to show, show that I didn't do it. Uh, and he kind of uh, went through a lot of statements and stuff like that. But it kind of got tit for tat and I got dragged into it and I shouldn't have been the older person. Um, I, I was about to say wiser, but I wouldn't say that. Um, and my emotions kind of got a little bit, a little bit ahead of myself. Well, you have to realise as well, a lot of my mates support League of Ireland and they were showing me uh, group forums. Uh, so, for example, Shales, Bowers, Bowers, Quack. And uh, I was being talked about in these uh, group forums. Now, sometimes it was my actual name. Uh, sometimes it was just without Forgotten Clubs. Um, and I have to realise that Forgotten Clubs is also getting hit hard with this. Um, now, in a way, it was good because I was getting, you know, publicity for Forgotten Clubs, but at the same time, it was also damaging a lot of the work, the hard work that I had put in with Forgotten Clubs. Um, but it was emotional as well, because as I said, I, I love my football and like, you know, I love I love where I'm from, Swords, and the two kind of combined. Um, so in regards to Lewis, it was just, it kind of just, he, he went overboard. Um, he kind of got borderline obsessed with it. Uh, he started attacking Dennis and he was, atta- I, I explained to him, I explained to him privately everything that I'm telling you is now. And he still went, and he was like, oh, cool, look, feel no hard feelings so I won't do this I won't do that and the next while I wake up in the morning and I have like mentions and him slagging people sending me screenshots of him slagging me and so it was kind of weird I don't understand what his big problem was um, maybe he can tell you um, but uh, yeah that, that's all I have to really say on that part uh, there's not really more to say uh, only that I hope he's, he's doing well and I hope he's still promoting the uh, League of Ireland yeah, well, he's, he is actually, to be fair, he's, he's doing a great job with the draw the, the media team um, mm. at the moment, to be fair. And look, you know, I know Lewis, as I say, he's, he's, a, he's a good lad. He's learning on the job nearly, you know, he's, he's doing well. Mm. Um, you know, I have a lot of time for him as well. And I did think he, he went a bit too far. I did say that to him at the time. But look, it's all, as far as I'm concerned, it was what, over a year ago. He's yeah. he's still doing a great job. And he, he loves the league as well. Like, so. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's, he's only only going to improve it now, and I, I'd love to see another kind of uh, another move towards more clubs in the league, as I say. But um, Bill, do you want to come in there on, on anything? Yeah, so look, and again, just touch on a few things. One thing that I suppose we should, we'll, I'll never condone, I think all of us in agreement are never condone, is the personal attacks and the you know, fake pages of yourself or others should never have happened. Um, I do think on some degree or level, and maybe the the stuff got to, to I, I I timed it on it too, but again, there's no malice in it. Hmm. But I think maybe at some degree or level, I think you, I don't know. I think the abuse are just kind of joking along or whatever. I think maybe you showed a bit of a sharp skin or thin skin, and maybe that's caused the pressure you're on under you're under at the time. But I feel like 
you know, t- by reacting to it and you know, t- t- kind of biting back and whatever, I think you're kind of running into your own issues and you're making, you're kind of making it worse forever. Like, if you look at the League of Ireland banter page and think on Facebook, I think it was Davis and Admin, like, they're just constantly ripping the piss out of everyone. And you can take of it, maybe it's unprofessional, but it's kind of the nature of the league. And I don't think it's very, it's, it's necessarily a bad thing, whatever. Like, again, I had Shamrock Rovers fans give me absolute pelters in, in my messages today for abuse. Like, I think people take these things far too seriously than what they are at times. And while, again, there are people behind the glass or whatever, I just think maybe you could have dealt with, you could have um not bitten back so much and well, I think it would have resolved a lot of the problems. Like, I think... Yeah. You, I, I, looked, I totally, I looked, I totally agree with you. Sorry, Will. No, just one more thing. I think, like, one thing I'll say is that, look, what I find in social media is an awful lot of time is you're getting to arguments with people and I think if you actually threw yourself and loose into the room and all of us, we'd get on grand. Like, there'd be no problems. We'd have a lot in common. Sometimes things are lost in translation on social media and so things are taken a bit more seriously and some people are taken more seriously than others and it's just a bit of a cesspit, to be honest. I, but it's the devil, it's the devil, the detail life. No, I totally agree. I totally agree, Bill. I'll, go, I'll just say one thing. Uh, when when all this was happening, I was also working nights uh, full-time. I was in college full-time. Uh, you know, I, I also uh, moved out of my home uh, a lot of stuff was happening. It wasn't. It wasn't just the social media. So I was literally running on about three, uh, four hours sleep. Um, I'm also, you know, a, a type one diabetic and stuff like that. So uh, you know, there's there's an awful lot going on there. Now, it's, look, it's, it's, as I said, I was under a lot of pressure as well. So uh, it all kind of cracked. And to throw on top of it, I'm quite an emotional person anyway. Uh, so anybody who knows me will tell you that. Uh, that I will, I will, I will, you know, bite back. So no, I do agree. Uh, I, I, the emotions are the best in me. But I mean, look, it, it's just one of those things that I, I, I get emotional about my football. I get emotional about the area where I'm from. Uh, and you know, if if you don't sleep, uh, it's all it's all a, a bit of a mixture that that's gonna boil over. But uh, no, just the, the final word on that. Look, if players are listening. Uh, I've no hard feelings at all. I, as I said, I think he does a great job for League of Ireland, uh, and anybody who does promote League of Ireland, uh, you know, fair play to them. I always have time to talk to them, and and you're dead right. If we were sitting here now in in a room, uh, or even on a Zoom chat, um, we would we would probably be having the banter about League of Ireland, to be honest, or football in general. Yeah, I mean it's it's. Just incredible because I have the same opinion. Like, if you're sat in a room with someone, you're not going to start, you know, ripping the piss out of them. But that's, I think it's the 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 whole keyboard warrior stance where, like, you're not going to start ripping the piss out of someone if they can punch you in the face. Like, you know, unless you're a really big man, like, and or you know, a wannabe hard man. But it's um, look, I mean, we all love the League of Ireland. That's the thing. I know Bill tags himself as a, as a blow in, but. It's uh, it's something that like we, we all care about Irish football. It's something that from everyone's point of view, we're all fighting for the same thing. And when these kinds of things happen, it does kind of you know take away from it. And it, it gives kind of you know that for me, I have a vendetta against the GA, um, and I think everyone knows that. But you know, it gives the the GA kind of more of a it gives them ammo at, to to aim at us to say, oh well, you know, they can't even support their own and all this kind of shit. But um, I do also want to say that I had Rovers fans on absolute strings at the weekend after the draw the match. Um, 
with the video of Rory Gaffney trying to dig at Chris Lyons. Um, they did not like that at all, and I had a great time just ripping it in. And again, as Bill says, I'm on the the Electricity League banter page, and I, you know, right, we we do a great job. We are, I think, we're actually the biggest League of Ireland page on Facebook. Um, I think we're coming up to forty thousand. We have more than the official page. Um, but that is again, it's literally just we rip the piss. Like it's nobody's safe. Like we'll rip the piss out of everyone. I'll put shit up about Drotta and that is gonna on a board. Like and I'm a massive Drotta fan. So like again, if you have to be able to take the crack as well and look, if people take it so seriously, I have a big thing about you know, Sligo fans just can't take a laugh. Um and they can come at me over this as well because I can guarantee it they'll, they'll comment on it like if the, if this goes out um, you know anytime you put anything over a Sligo they always buy whereas every other set of fans most of them can take a laugh but I don't know what it is maybe it's just me and Sligo we don't get on but I just think it's very funny but um, no look Phil look you've been very generous with your time um, you know I think it's, it's coming up on a, a late enough one now so uh, just is there anything else that you want to plug while you're on? Is there any, any plans for the future with Dennis and the, the crew to to put in the new club? Or I mean, I think I saw something on Twitter there about um they're looking at setting up a club in a different county, maybe. Is that that's still on the table? Um I mean before before he was gonna uh come there, there was a lot of stories that he did approach uh, other clubs beforehand. So uh can I can I name the clubs if you want me to name the club? Go for it, go for it. Okay, so uh, there was an approach that alone. Uh, now, this is before uh, Dublin County, so there was an approach that alone. I, I did see the texts and the emails, um, but uh, Dennis didn't feel um, that, that was a goer. Uh, there was also an approach with Cabin TV. Um, so Cabin TV, they did approach the boy, but they would have been writing off Cabin TV's debts, um, and it just wasn't worth it. It, it wasn't worth it. it. It was better off just starting up their own club. So that's why he turned to, you know, Dublin County. Uh, I actually had a, uh, I actually done my own podcast on the Kevin Teedy story and Kevin Teedy got in touch with me and said that wasn't true. Um, but as we all know, Kevin uh, Teedy and now Bray or Bray or Kevin Teedy or whatever. So, you know, take take from that what you will. Uh, so I actually knew Kevin Teeley were, were, were going to the wall a long time before it actually happened. Um, in regards to the future, I, you know, nobody knows really what's going to happen in the future. I have kept in contact with Dennis. Uh, we, we do, uh, you know, you know, send texts uh, to see how, how each other are and stuff like that. Um, you know, Christmases and, and stuff like that. Um, there is no plan. Uh, there, there was a whisper of it uh, that they were going to come uh, he was going to come back he was going to take over the club no plan that I know of unless he's, he's gone to another county and actually has gone to another county um, but he hasn't told me about it uh, I didn't ask him about it um, if he wants to tell me he can um, and just the final point the reason why Dublin County didn't succeed uh, was ironically that Martin Stadium pulled out in the last minute, literally the last minute, the last hour. Uh, the Colonial Harriers um, put an objection in and we lost uh, the stadium. Obviously, you have to have a stadium if you're playing League of Ireland. Uh, Martin Stadium is the only stadium that can be used around, uh, the, I suppose, the Fingal area. I, I don't even know. If, I think it's on the border of Fingal. Uh, we were thinking of using Alta. But I don't think uh, Alta would have would have been a great option. 
Um, also was being talked about, and I, uh, I think Sports Link as well was being talked about, but again, not really a stadium. So that's that's the reason why Dublin County didn't work. Uh, if anybody's wondering, uh, it wasn't that. That's the only reason why, is it? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It was actually we were actually I was celebrating. Uh, we had, we had got work. That's why extra time dropped the story that we had got in. Uh, I was celebrating and all that we had finally done it. My mates were all like, "We can't believe you actually done it," because everybody thought I was taking the piss. Um, but yeah, that's the only reason. Literally, yeah. we, we thought we were in. Uh, and and what was going to happen was it was us, it was Treaty United. Um, I was on the phone to Dennis. Like that day was mental. Like, it was mental. Um, I had to go to work that night and all. And then I remember getting the text at like 10 or whatever. Oh, we didn't get in, and this is the reason. And I was like, it just, I was, dev- was devastated, it's probably a strong word, but I was so drained. I remember being at work that night going, I don't want to go, I don't want to be here. Um, and it was just that was the only reason that we didn't we didn't get in. Uh, we were going to get in with three United and Tamar Crovers two or B or whatever they're going to call themselves. Mm-hmm. We're also going to be entered. Um, but because we didn't get in, they Tamar uh, Crovers B didn't get in because they would have had an odd number. So it was only three that got in. Uh, delighted that three got in because you know as I said, I'm an advocate of uh, every county should have a club, and uh, of course Limerick. Limerick uh, deserve a football club. So, um, yeah, that, that's the whole story. That, that's the only reason why we didn't get in. Uh, and that's the whole story, really, yeah? Uh, no, look, that's... that's thanks for thanks very much for coming on. Look, it's, um, it's a really interesting story. I think that there's a lot that probably didn't come out in this and that we might just have to do a, a part two if you're, if you're around at any stage. Yeah. Um, again, look, I mean, you look at it, you've covered... 22 Irish clubs in your your forgotten club series. Um, great series, I'd say. I do read it. I read it often. Um, I've, I've been a big follower of your your work over the last few years, and it's it's it is great like to see it because it's it's something that again, as I say, I've, I've looked into myself and just never really written anything about it. Um, but now look, Phil, thanks so much for coming on. It means a lot. We're um as we say, like we're trying to you know do do our best to promote Irish football in in the most positive way possible. So. Um, anytime you have anything to talk about, just let us know. Shoot, shoot, fill a message on the page, and, and we'll um, we'll definitely try and find the time to get you on. Um, is there anything else? Like anything you want to plug or anything like that? Any series coming up with the the blog or anything? Or I know you said at the start you have a book coming out. Is there anything about yeah, that coming out? Yeah, the book is going to come out um, in uh, 2023. It's just been backdated a little bit. You know, it was supposed to be out in July, but I actually underestimated the amount of work that I have to put in. Um, so it's 50 it's forgotten clubs 50 clubs around the world uh, I've got all the clubs done uh, I've got the majority of the interviews from people from all over the world so you're talking about Holland Cyprus uh, China um, you know Finland Sweden uh, South Africa USA Brazil uh, Australia everywhere so um, that'll be out in yeah, early 2023 I've got the book cover and all uh, sent to me so it, it's all good with pitch publishing and um, so looking forward to bringing out that and finishing off that uh, the blog uh, at the moment I'm actually setting up a, a kind of new team so there will be a, a new writers fresh new ideas coming into it uh, I've kind of relaunched it there at the start of July so the blog will, will keep taking over and um, we're looking into maybe starting a podcast again we, we tried it a few times uh, it worked you know, a few times and then other times, other kind of formats. We're still messing around with it. Uh, so podcasts, as you know yourself, as is a, is a 
is a you know a lot of um, work and commitment. So uh, just at the moment, we probably don't have enough time for that. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that that's all really. Brilliant. No, look, thanks so much, Phil. As I say, look, it's it's been great to have you on. Really appreciate your time, and thanks very much. No problem, Thank lads. You. Anytime. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thank you.